Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, bud? What's happening, brother? Dude, we are in show season, show season, show season. And our guest today, uh, we finally met face-to-face um, when I went up to ABS last week. I was a little jealous. I, you I couldn't make it. You should have been jealous, dude. It was, it was so awesome. It was a great... Um, you know what's very cool for me is that for the first time in a really really long time i went just as an attendee you know we didn't have any podcast to record we didn't have um any any kind of work to do so um you know our goal whenever we go to these shows is to dig deeper with the friendships that we have and to find one or two new friendships and and although uh we've been talking to our guests today i thought that it was a i count them as like a new friendship because we we're actually able to like uh, get together hug it out slap fives and Your have friends a are my friends you're right about that, my friend. You're right about that. I heard ABS was uh pretty uh rocking this year. Bro, this is no lie. And Frank Falco, if you're listening in, ears wide open. Um, so while we were there, I talked to many, many vendors, and um all the vendors were super happy. Like people came there, they were energized. And what that means for vendors is that people were spending money. Um, our friend Olivia, I know her class was packed with people. Um, she actually did one her social media class from the barber stage. And for like an hour and a half, not one person left. Like people were like, like just, you know, Olivia, man, people were just like in, engaged with her um, the entire time because, you know, she just brings so much energy um, when she teaches her class. And that was amazing. It was really, really amazing. Just a great, great weekend all around for the educators, the attendees to the vendors. It was that's, awesome. That's what I heard. Yeah, it, it was. it's really good. I'm excited about show season this year. What ABS felt like to me was we're back as an industry like we're back in the show circuit again people want to be in the shows there was a lot of paranoia um i didn't see i a few people with masks and that's not a judgment for people that wear a mask or not wear a mask but just just that insecurity of being in the room wasn't there you know it was just like oh we're back as an industry it wasn't even really a conversation right you know oh dude you know and and even the next one that you're going to i'm gonna miss it so uh, you're a bama (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. but i will be watching live <laughs> no you will not you big fat liar you, you well you might be well you might be watching at two o'clock on sunday but hold on that's a whole nother story hey so today our guest is uh david castle and jenny khan and jenny and david have a uh I, I don't know what to call it but a program um called industry aligned if you're not following industry aligned if you're not following jenny if you're not following david by all means please uh please follow them on the instagram I think what they're doing is incredibly responsible and incredibly needed for our industry. Yeah. I mean, what they've created is one of the biggest things that we complain about, or we, uh, we talk about in our industry, 
you know what each other you, you know what it kind of reminds me of and i this thought just came to me so i haven't thought it through but you kind of helped me through it it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you're a young hairdresser and you want to put like you know twenty five dollars away a week or 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 a hundred dollars a week to put away for your future it's kind of it's kind of like that right like 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 you're putting here's what it is is that is that Speaking from like a, a 53, 54 year old hairdresser, you know, as time goes on, your body starts to break down. Right. And, 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 and what they've done is they, is they put together like a program, like a PT program. I let them kind of explain it. Cause I don't want to use, I don't want to throw them off or throw myself off in thought, but, but like, it's to keep your body like right throughout your career. And by starting early, even, even at our age, we can, we can benefit from it. But if you start early, it's like, it's like, it's like investment investing in your body. Well, um, anything that can help this old body, I will truly, truly appreciate. So I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like just and I used to do this a lot. I used to chop wood a lot when I was younger. Dude, I pulled out the axe like a, a few months ago and I chopped it. My neck was sore, my back was sore, everything was like and not just like, oh, that that was a workout. Like, you can't do this anymore. What are you thinking? <laughs> it's the first time that I've ever felt like my body was like you can't do this anymore. So anyways, we'll get into all that. Hey, let's uh, let's welcome David and Jenny, uh, Industry Aligned. Guys, welcome to your day off. Thank you for having us. What's up, fellas? Thank you for having us. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said, we've been trying to do this for a while, Jenny, and like today's the day. Today's the day, finally. We had a little uh, road bump, we'll call it a hurdle, back in January when we were supposed to do this. Thankfully, that's all over with and yeah we're really happy to be sitting with you guys and it was so nice to meet you we're sorry we missed out on you last week but he was in my pocket you should have asked right <laughs> <laughs> hey jenny so you're you're in the industry right you're a hairstylist yes it's been 18 years and honestly it's um something i noticed early on i'd hear people say you know that were veterans in the industry they'd uh, been 25, 30 years doing hair. And they would say, anytime I would complain about my shoulder or my feet or anything, they'd say, Oh God, you are way too young to complain about, <laughs> you know, this, you know, what are you going to do for the rest of your career? But I'd look at them and say the same thing. Like you're only in your fifties. You still have another 30, 40 years of living potentially. Right. So when I met David, it just, uh, it was very clear by, uh, it was very clear how needed something like this was in our industry because, um, should I just jump right in? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just jump in. Tell the story, girl. Just jump right in. So I was that typical unhealthy uh, hairdresser. I was um, incredibly heavy. I was a smoker. I drank like a fish. I was, you know, a bottomless pit when it came to food because I'd of course go all day without eating and then I'd do the binge eating and go out at night. And it was just this overall unhealthy lifestyle where you're, you know, pedal to the metal going, no gas left in the tank, but you're still finding a way to grind through it. And you don't really, um, notice the effect that has on you until you really uh make a full stop so you can take a look at everything for what it is right so was there something that forced your full stop you know 
there were a lot of things that happened. I was unhappy in uh, many areas of my life. That was the one thing I had control over. If right. that makes any sense, right? I mean, it, may, it makes sense. I guess like, I guess, you know, it's not, we normally don't make any changes until we're forced to make a change or until yeah. we need to make a change, you know? So, so I, I guess, I, I guess that was more of the question. Like, well, what forced the full stop? What, what was like, I, something's got to give. Yeah. Well, I've had many years to think about it now because this all started January, 2014. And I'm not one of those that all of your, um, you know, anytime you want to start something new, start in January. I'm not one of those New Year's resolution gals, mm -hmm. but it just happened to be that way. So I would say my family situation wasn't very good. At the time I was, I was married. That wasn't good. My finances weren't good. My health wasn't good. My work situation was what it was. It was just kind of, I was on, um, I was coasting, you know, on autopilot. And the one thing that I was able to do was quit smoking, quit drinking, change the way I eat and move my body. Two years after that, I was down about 45 pounds and I was out of that marriage and I met David and David, without telling all of his story, I'll let him do that. You know, he's been in the health and fitness industry for, you know, 24 years now. Mm -hmm. And he asked me because he had already, uh, I had told him about the changes that I had made. He had seen that I was already committed into um, making improvements. And he said, would you mind if I gave you just a, a few pointers, basically treat you like one of my online clients? So I took him up on his offer. He wrote my nutrition and my programming for me. And within a month, I noticed a difference with how I felt physically with the foods I was eating or the amount of foods I was eating. Um, but also the movements that he gave me in the gym, I was standing a little differently. My legs weren't aching as much. Even though I was 45 pounds lighter, I was still the movements that he gave me, uh, I was training my body in a different way where I was correcting my imbalances and strengthening my weakened points. And I said to him, I'm like, the beauty industry needs this. All I hear are people complaining about the things I'm not complaining about anymore. <laughs> so I, since then we've kind of been scheming on how we can make this work because he is one person. So for him to train individually, that just wouldn't make sense if we want to help the industry, right? So here we are as industry aligned, you know, almost seven years, almost seven years later and creating programs. We've got workshops. We um, started our in, um, Instagram account a couple years back. And that's actually, I met you, Corey, on Clubhouse. That's right, right? Yeah, that was on Clubhouse. So we started on Clubhouse. And, you know, it's it's been a really fun journey to see how it grew, to see what the industry would be um, receptive to, you know, because we're also talking about... Um, uh, something that makes people feel very vulnerable and it is necessary to, um, 
really focus on it and take a deep dive into it if you want to make some significant changes. You know, my thoughts have always been it's different when you leave the beauty industry because you don't have a passion anymore for it rather than leaving because your body won't allow you to work. And this this industry has provided me so much financial security and independence that I've been able to help my family. I've been able to help myself. I've been able to in, enjoy the things in life that I thought only corporate people could enjoy. You know, that why, why would we want anyone to leave this industry because their body couldn't keep up if there is a solution? And I believe wholeheartedly because of the changes that David has helped me make that David can also help the industry. So I, I feel like as my part in giving back, it's me sharing David with everybody. I can totally feel your passion. I can feel the, your story I, and, and how, how important this is to you. And I, I noticed for myself that by the end of the week, my whole upper back is on fire. You know what I mean? And all I do is, is, is cut, but it's, uh, you know, you know, by the end of the week, that's a lot of haircuts. And, and my upper back is just like, just burning. Yeah. And you know, and you're trying to get through that next client. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, oh, I got to stop and stretch it for a second. And then, yeah, that's, uh, I, I feel you. Yeah. I, I can say back in, um, it was April, 2019. Now this is me after working with David for a few years, right? I was in the best shape I had ever been in my life. And this is when David says, don't rest on your laurels, right? So maybe it was my ego a little bit. Maybe it was me thinking that, oh, I'm fine. I'm unstoppable. Look at me. I've made all these changes. Um, I look great. I feel great. But there were things that I was ignoring that I shouldn't have been, that he kept saying, hey, are you doing your exercises? Not just workout exercises. Are you doing your whatever he would give me as PT. I'm doing air quotes if you can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in April, 2019. And I um, I woke up one morning and I couldn't move. I was screaming in pain and David rushes me to the emergency room. And they, from the MRI, see that I had herniated my C5, C6. Mm. And this was four years ago. And you know, while I was shampooing, I'd feel like this little shock go down my arms. I'd ignore it. I'd shake it off. In certain positions while I was working, my arms would go a little bit numb. I would shake it off, you know? I'd come home and David's like, are you working on it? Are you working on it? Yeah, 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 I'm fine. Thinking it'll just go away. Things just, they, they don't go away. These were warning signs that I was constantly ignoring. Mind you, I have somebody that I live with that loves me, that is constantly saying, are you doing this, holding me accountable? And I'm ignoring it, thinking I'll be fine. And then this happens and I'm unable to work. The doctors are pushing for surgery. I'm working with physical therapists in a facility downtown Chicago that's known nationwide. They have the most extreme cases that go there. I've been there for nine weeks now. They don't know what to do with me, zero progression. And now the neurologists are saying, if you don't get surgery, you will have permanent nerve damage. You will lose the function in your right arm. What am I supposed to do at this point, right? 
And this is where David steps in and he says, you know what? I put my ego aside. I let the doctors and the PTs work with you. You got absolutely nowhere with them, but you're not getting surgery until I work with you. And slowly but surely, actually, it was a lot quicker than I thought it would be because I was almost right away back at work off of pain medications. I didn't have any steroid shots, thanks to him. Thanks to him, I didn't have any surgeries. I was able to get off of all of my pain meds. I was able to shower again, drive again, eat again, work out again, work again, and make money and live and get full function of my right arm. And there are so many beauty professionals in our industry that leave because of not just, oh, you know, oh, this is too hard on my body. They leave because they have these, these, these physical ailments that are restricting them where they need surgery and they can't function the same way anymore. And a lot of them probably don't even need surgery because for me, it was improper movement and positioning that got me in this situation. And it was proper movement that got me out of it. So why, why not share this with people to let them know and empower them that they don't need the pain pills. They don't need the surgery. They don't need the shots. They can still work. They can still have, what is that word? Autonomy, you know? And thanks to David, I, I had all that. Honestly, this isn't like, a, oh, do you know, like I'm bowing down to him, but I, I wouldn't have had what I did today because what the doctors were pushing for and what those physical therapists were able to give me was not much. Right. No. So, so, um, so uh, broad question, David, do you find that, that hairstylists have, um, is it very specific things that are going that, that the, how the body's breaking down? You know, I would say yes and no. You know, I look at each person individually, of course, sure. right? They walk in, and as soon as I see them, I'm, I'm watching how they walk, how they stand, their mannerisms as they explain pain, their mannerisms as they sit down. This is really important information that I think people tend to miss in my field. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely look at it from an individualistic approach, but there is some some common banks and bangs and bumps and, and uh, kind of overuse traumas that I'm also becoming aware of. One of the things that was really interesting to me that I spoke to a lot of people who thought for some reason I was a fucking chiropractor. I don't know why. Maybe I look like a chiropractor with my shirt tucked in. I'm not exactly sure what that look is. <laughs> so many people approaching me that way. I listened to a lot of um, complacency. I, I listened to a lot of disappointment, but also a lot of acceptance that this is just what it is in my industry. This is what comes with it. Um, right. And I, I think that to a degree, yes. But honestly, no, just like every other living organism, we're meant to erode away, but we can also regenerate and repopulate with healthy cells, right? And we, like we were talking earlier, you two guys are living proof of that. You don't look your age, right? Your body is going to regenerate and repopulate and start to become healthier, the healthier you treat it. So I would say the first step for most people would be just kind of a general awareness, like how she said she was ignoring some of the pain that she had. Let's move past it. Let's move past it. It'll just go away on its own. Your body's sending you signals. Wake the hell up. Listen to those signals and start to do something about it. And even if you don't know exactly what to do, well, now you have a place to go. 
right? You can come to our Instagram page and, and look at some cool things that will maybe help you, or at least kind of be a catalyst to send you on the, on the right direction. And if you work with me or you work with someone else, it doesn't matter. Let's just start to bring the awareness to the industry, but also let's be fucking proactive. Let's stop waiting around for this stuff to just eliminate on its own. I love Sorry. that. No worries. Hey, David, so um, kind of uh, let's qualify you a little bit. Like, like, who are you? What are you? Why? Uh, wh- why should we listen to you? <laughs> well, that's a great. Well, she oversold me, so I should probably under deliver. Just in the eyes of the beholder. Right. A hundred percent, man. Um, I've been in the industry, the health and fitness industry for the past 24 years. I've done this across the nation. I've seen every walk of life you can imagine for the most part. I've worked with anyone between the ages of eight to 80. I do pain mitigation. I do body composition goals. Um, I've, I've managed corporate gyms. I've worked on my own. I own uh, a uh, online coaching business. Um, and now I'm currently helping many beauty professionals eliminate their pain. And then from there, work on other goals that they've had in mind that maybe they thought weren't possible because their pain was so intense. Even people thinking that they were going to leave the industry completely. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's so very cool. So, um, David, kind of, uh, let's jump into your story a little bit. I know that, um, when we were at ABS, we, we chatted a little bit about it, but, um, but you know, for our listeners kind of, uh, tell us your story. Yeah. Um, so a small portion of my, my personal journey, um, would have been, uh, when I was 30 years old, I'm 43 now. So we're, we're talking about 13 years ago. Um, I was misdiagnosed by a doctor and I was in prime health of my life. Again, I was a 30 year old young buck. I was having fun. I was doing my thing. Um, they and were you a trainer at that point? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started doing this around 19 years old. So uh, I'm an OG in the game for sure. OG. Um, so uh, around that time, I started to feel just a little bit strange, like my stomach, my digestion was a little bit off. Wouldn't seem seem like it was anything intense, but I noticed um, energy started to dip, brain fog, you know, I won't bore you with too many details. So I go to um, the hospital, I go to a doctor, obviously, and I go to a hospital, they send me to various gastroenterologists to kind of do an endoscopy, colonoscopy, see what's going on up there. They find just some general inflammation, nothing alarming. Um, they gave me a lot of this very potent medication is a type of medication that you would give someone as kind of like a Hail Mary on their deathbed, right? Um, it's a fluoride-based antibiotic and it's fluoride-based so that way it can pass the blood-brain barrier um, and that can actually affect cells significantly all over your body. So imagine like basically in the atomic bomb of medicine. So three people, or sorry, three pills can uh, tend to kill most people. They gave me 64 of these pills. What? They gave me a lot, a lot of this medication. And they said to just keep taking it. The weirder I felt, the more uncomfortable I felt. Um, from there, again, long story short, uh, I coded twice. Um, I woke up one day, I wasn't feeling well, uh, blacked out. And I was in, uh, I guess I coded, coded once in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, so I died there. And then I also died in the hospital, so I died twice. Um, when I came out of a medically induced coma, they said I would never walk again and I would have a limited use of my upper body. And as someone that um, I've been an athlete most of my life, um, it's been obviously the way I make my bread. Um, uh, it was obviously a, a heartbreaker, man. Um, and it was a whole new reality, so to speak. I mean, my, my body couldn't hold itself up because my tendons were essentially destroyed. They were eviscerated from this medication when they did sonograms on my tendons. 
it looked like Swiss cheese. So I, I physically didn't have the structure to hold my body upright. So I could just sit in a wheelchair. Um, I could lay in a bed, obviously. And for example, when I put my foot on the edge of the bed, you know, imagine your foot is like toes are up. Mm -hmm. It would go all the way down because that's such subluxation and, and destroyed tendons. Um, the retinas behind my eyes, I couldn't see anymore. All the colors started to go. I had to be in a dark room with medical grade blue blockers on um, because the, uh, the ambient light was too aggressive. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read. I couldn't do a fucking thing. Um, so enough of that portion of the backstory from there. I obviously was a little bit depressed, disappointed, not knowing what to do, feeling discouraged. Doctors were turning their backs on me. They didn't know what the hell to do with me. Um, new doctors would not take me on. I don't know if they were not looking to add another tick um, to, to their death numbers. So um, I, wasn't I wasn't projected to live very long. Mm. At a certain point, I just got a little bit frustrated. Not to say I like, you know, pick myself up by my bootstraps. I was like, you know, if I'm going to go out, let me go out my fucking way. Let's, let's give something a shot. I do have the background. I do have the education to put the body back together. So, and I think I told you this portion of the story. I just started lifting a can of Coke and I couldn't do it well. And I couldn't give it above my head. And from there, I just started to try to prop up on my wheelchair and I black out from the pain. I pass out all the time. Um, wake up in cold sweats, try it again. Um, I'm going to say that what the doctors did to me on top of misdiagnosing me the first time was misdiagnosing me consistently throughout this process, saying I would never walk again. So in time, I started to be able to use a walker, use a cane, walk completely dis, uh, from a dysfunctional standpoint. It was ridiculous. Swinging my hips around, swinging my back around. When we met um, seven years ago, almost, uh, I was still walking terribly. I still have a lot of health issues to this day, but I don't let them define me, right? If you were to look at me from the outside looking in, you'd be like, this is a healthy dude. You're in good shape. You communicate well. And that's the other thing I had to work on as well, too. It caused such aggressive brain damage. I had to learn how to speak again. I had to learn how to write again. I had to learn how to communicate with people again. It was an interesting process. All of my PT I did on my own, right? Oh. And then here I am today looking like obviously a superhero, in front of you, right? <laughs> of, in front of Jenna, you are. <laughs> Thank you, man. This this is not a hood. This is a cape. <laughs> right. I so love. Long story long. This is where where it was for me. Wow. And not not a lot of people probably have that kind of will, that kind of drive to say, you know what, I'm going to go out my way. They're going to listen to the doctors, and they're going to continue to take those because they don't have the background that you have. Yes, I, I love I love that you're taking time out and you're kind of stepping in into into our industry and, and and really sharing not only you know how to how to feel good to stop the the pain but to to share your story because you know you've been there and you've done it. I appreciate that, brother. I think that that is a, an important component that you that you brought up is we'll just kind of listen blindly to doctors. Right. And I'm not saying don't listen to a doctor either. I don't want you to get me wrong. Like I'm not anti-Western medicine. I think everything has its place and everything has a specific amount of value. But I think we do, there's a, a, a significant amount of like demagoguery when it comes to this, right? Well, the doctor says, well, the doctor says, well, the doctor says a lot of things and they're just a human being. So, you know, it's great to get multiple opinions. It's great, maybe great to take charge of your own health more so than anything else, man. Uh, because the results that you can yield from that are fucking astounding. And I've seen it time and time again, not just with my own story. My story gets very boring to me because it's my story. 
I've watched it from an anecdotal perspective time and time again after doing this for 24 years. And it's a pleasure to be doing something of service to your industry because I feel it's so neglected. Everyone looks at these, these gentlemen and these women as you guys are machines. Oh, here's just another haircut. It's not just a haircut. There's these very intrinsic details. There's these specific levels of focus that are needed. And you're so focused, you can't always be aware of where your body is at. But that's where I want to come in and start to say, hey, look, we have a million thoughts that run through our head throughout the day. Let's inject just a few movement quality thoughts and let's begin there. And let's see if we can mitigate some of that pain by just grabbing low hanging fruit. Is that making sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So do you do you uh, are there specific? I don't want to say specific. That's the wrong word. Um, but but with with a hair when you're working with hairstylists, um, I think I, I kind of alluded to it early on. Are there specific things kind of thing? But I don't want to kind of get caught up in that. But 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 what can we do as hairstylists to to protect our bodies? And like, is this is this simple stuff? Is this is this is this difficult stuff? Kind of walk me through like. Again, we will talk specifically about hairdressing, but what can we do as hairstylists to, 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 to have a better day tomorrow? Yeah, dig it. So I would say the first thing is, again, that awareness, right? Starting to be aware. If your body's sending you a message, if you have some of that nerve irradiation, if you're feeling some of this soreness and tension, you know, start to be aware of it first, right? Then start to look at the position that your body's in while you exhibit the pain. Like, okay, maybe this isn't the best position for me overall. When we're looking at like Instagram, for example, this may be a good way to look at it too. You see like um, a lot of this posture stuff, right? A lot of these PTs or, 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 or um, personal trainers just in general. And they, they show someone with this erect posture and like green thumbs up and someone bent over looking like a jumbo shrimp. And they're like, oh, red fucking ass, this is terrible. That's, that's not posture. Posture is a fluid thing. All of these joints in your spine, all these joints in your hands are meant to move and articulate. They're meant to grab, pick up. You're meant to flex, bend, lateral trunk flexion, forward flexion and extension. You're meant to do a lot of things. So one thing you can also do after you pay attention to the position that hurts you is start to think, well, I'm stuck maybe in this position. I'm familiar with this shape. Let me start to move more. Let me just start to vacillate around and, and inject a few different positions throughout the day. And then specifically- is that kind of what Tony was talking about like at the end of his day when he feels like he has to stretch out um with his, uh, you know, in, in the middle of the, like his Saturday blow dries. Yeah, hundred percent. And here's now, here's one of the things I want to jump on with that. So when you think stretching, right. And if we're, we're taking our body forward, say you're forward and you're rounded, right. You're doing your work to stretch these muscles out further could be doing you a disservice because now we're pulling out connective tissues and we're getting these things even further apart. Now your body, your brain doesn't always understand the correct sensation for your body. And often we don't understand the correct sensation to apply. Your body's just asking for a fucking sensation, right? Right, right. Well, I need something. Give me something. Like, oh, shit. Well, so I can stretch. That's an easy access thing. But instead of spreading those shoulder blade bones further around your body, let's bring them a little bit closer together. Because maybe the problem and the signal that you're getting is your body setting off an alarm and a warning sign. Like, oh, wait, these are too spread for too long. Let me adhere these connective tissues where they need to be. And that's where all those, those little intrinsic nerves that kind of set those little alarms off are at. They're in between connective tissues. They're close to bones. So we're starting to compress on things and pull on things. And then we say, let's yank them a little bit further, right? I mean, right. think about the opposite. And that's one of the things I want to talk to about your industry is strength is never a weakness, right? So if we start to think about strengthening, we don't always need weights. We don't always need bands. The movements that I'm currently providing on the page require none of that. 
It's you connecting with these things, bringing more spatial awareness. And then from there, you can significantly strengthen over time with weights and bands. I'm a fan of all that stuff. But I wanted to give you guys things you could do immediately in between a guest. First thing in the morning, on your way home from work, whenever. I want this quick access so there's no fucking excuse anymore. Like, oh, I don't need to be in this pain. I don't always need to assume, pardon me, assume this shape. With me? Yeah, I'm with you a thousand percent, dude. I, I love and 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 just if you guys are um if you guys are listening in, uh, we highly recommend that you, you kind of go to Spotify um, and we, you can watch the video there. Um, uh, they were giving us some uh, good examples um, as as David was explaining that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of been on the page. And I like how like simple and short and like quick like these the, these kind of remedies are. And, you know, like as a hairstylist, I know that or certainly like a listen, just as a hairstylist, like it's our entire bodies that are engaged, right? It's everything. I mean, I don't think there's a bit a part of my body that hasn't hurt because of hairdressing, whether it's my hips, whether it's my lower back, whether it's my ankles, whether it's my feet, whether it's my calves or my knees or my, we keep working up mid back to, to, to top back to, to my neck, to my shoulders, like everything, you know, I think we're unique in that industry, except for like, maybe like a car mechanic or something like that um, to where, you know, we, we kind of like, we are breaking down our body all the time and, and, and it can just be like a little like hiccup anywhere along that chain that that, that can put us out for some put us out for some time. Um, you bring up a really good point there. You nailed it, man. Everything is connected to something else. Nothing moves in complete isolation. You know, a lot of times when people think, oh, say you're doing a blow dry, right? And, and again, I'm sorry. Go to Spotify so you can watch me move my arm up. <laughs> if, if you're if you're reaching upwards, right, and you're extending up towards the ceiling with your client's hair. People are thinking, this is my shoulder. This is a shoulder press. For sure, that's absolutely involved. But what about this network and structure that's underneath your armpits? That's underneath your arm that's actually facilitating the movement for you to elevate your shoulder. And I think there's just, you know, just a common misconception when it comes to anatomy. And I think there's a lack of awareness. And a lot of people, like, this is boring stuff. Let's be honest. Like, I don't think it's cool until there's a problem for people, right? Um, what I would love to do um, with also the thing that you brought up is it's simple stuff. I want the barrier to entry to be so simple that people start thinking about things in forward tense, right? I'm going to think about this in a future sense. I'm going to start taking care of a little bit of these bang bumps, bumps, bangs and bruises now. So I don't have to worry about them later on. I don't have to be like, oh shit, I need full blown physical therapy. I need a full blown shoulder reconstruction. Like, let's just start to be a little bit preventative, be a little bit mindful and let's see where it goes. You know, it's like rolling the dice, man. Let's just see where that shake ends up for everybody, right? Yeah, it's funny because after you showed the first uh, illustration, I'm sitting here. I put my scapulas back together, <laughs> and I can, I can, and I can totally feel the release on the on the in that area. I'm like, yeah. I just I just did it because mom and dad are in the room, and I'm gonna kind of judge me. <laughs> I'm gonna send you to your room, young man. It's not gonna happen today. But dude, that, that's awesome. Just again, just that awareness. What if that makes the difference in your day? Just that. And that's what's so fucking cool about movement. It, it just exploring and playing. It doesn't always have to be something so structured. I follow this work pro workout program. Look at what I follow. I think also my industry since the, uh, since the inception of social media has taken some weird turns. And again, I've been around for so long. There's not something that I really haven't seen. But what I have seen that kind of it throws me off a little bit. And I think it throws other people off is people are giving lists of full workouts, right? This is a full workout that you should follow. Says who? Where is the context there? We've lost context completely. 
So again, what if just that little movement of bringing your scapulas together, scapulas together, gives you relief for the next three, three uh, sorry, three guests. Right. Like, yeah. okay, I was able to make it through my day and I don't hurt as bad. And then from there, you, we can play with some other concepts, right? Hmm. That's a win right there. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like your industry and I mean, I'll call it your industry. Um, but it seems like, like certainly it was always unattractive to me, um, when I was growing up because it seemed like in the eighties and the nineties, it was all about like meatheading, you know, and like, and, and like, and like all that, like push hard until you hurt. Right. Kind of thing. Like if you, well, no pain, no gain. Isn't, I mean, that, that's kind of like a quote and like, I wasn't really interested in, in pain and it, it kind of like it d- distracted me from that. However, Moving forward, what I'm seeing, and and I'll bring up Ben Patrick as well because he talks a lot about it. Um, he's the knees over toes guy, and and what it, what it seems like is that is that you guys are evolving into like the PT movement as well, or or certainly the industry is moving into that. Like, yes, we need to train the body. Yes, we need to be strong, but do it in more like a with a PT approach as opposed to just moving weight. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely a more uh, therapeutic awareness and approach with everything. You nailed that one. Um, And I think you also hit a great point on the fact that uh, the industry was getting so beat up because it was this no pain, uh, uh, all pain or no gain type deal, right? We we need to push ourselves to the brink of of annihilation instead of just stimulation, right? We need need to crush our body and crush our soul. Well, then there's nothing left for tomorrow and the next day. And now you have no consistency over time. Now you've blown yourself out in a fucking week and you're not encouraged to do it the next week because you hurt so damn bad. Um, and I think that there's another problem with, with uh, our society just being so sedentary that people are just in pain because as I was saying earlier, the body's meant to be in motion. It may seem counterintuitive uh, to think that the more you move, the less fatigued you'll be. But I'm sure you fellows are familiar with your lymphatic system. You've heard about your lymph nodes and your sure. lymph Your lymph system has no pump. You're the pump. So you need to move all of this muscle metabolite and bad muscle byproduct out of your system and flush new metabolites in. So if you're just sitting around sedentary all day, that's not going to do anything. That's why we have so many metabolic disorders and cancers now. You know, it's why we have so many people in aches and pains that can't get out of it. Well, you're not attempting to get out of it, right? So I, I love the knees over toe, dude. Um, I love, there's a lot of guys out there that are on a huge platform, way bigger than mine by far that are actually spreading this knowledge. And I love to see, I love, I love to see people in the gym doing this stuff, man. People are picking it up. I mean, I think more people need to, right? Let's think sustainability. Let's think long-term function. And you can add some muscle at the same time. It's not like I'm a little dude, man. Like you can still put this stuff on. For sure. I I love it. I just, I love to, again, kind of to see, um, the evolution of that. All right, let's get down to it. Now, hairdresser, I, I'm going to tell you right now that 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 my neck has not been right since about 2012. I'm still a little stiff in it. Like I, I always feel like a, a pull on it. Um, my favorite thing in life is, is dry needling. Don't ask me why. I don't know why I love it. It's the absolute worst thing in the world, but I love it so much. But I've had tons and tons of that. And although I get relief, it's not like it's not like it's not sustained relief, right? Uh, well, not always. I wouldn't be, I have gotten sustainably, but when it comes to my neck, my shoulder blades and my shoulders, which is really like, like this kind of like quadrant right here is where a lot of my pain is. Um, um, I haven't gotten relief there, you know, uh, from, from dry needling. Although I did once have it in my glute and it freed up my glute forever. And that's when I think I fell in love with, uh, with, with dry needling. Um, but yeah, can you kind of, can you, I mean, I, we can't do the entire body obviously, cause this isn't a 12 hour podcast, but can you kind of give like, get, you first give me some, some exercise and some stuff that I can do um, to kind of like free up that area. 
for sure. I mean, I can spitball with you all day long. You know, the first thing I'd like to do is see again how you stand when you exhibit this pain, how you sit when you exhibit this pain. You know, are you right-hand dominant or left-hand dominant? You know, all of these things matter. And I think that the reason why most people get relief with dry needling, I say most people, right? Again, I think there is value to almost everything that you can apply to the body is it's, it's more sensory overload, right? You have something in- That's an understatement. Right, boom, right? You got needles going in your body and sometimes they'll hook electrodes up to them. Sometimes they'll give you a heat lamp. Sometimes they'll mess with them and, and fiddle with them, right? And they'll play you like a fucking instrument. But what you're doing is you're, you're getting a release of pressure, right? Your brain is recognizing is that. Your brain is recognizing that as a release of, of a nerve trauma. But are we significantly releasing nerve trauma? There's no data behind that. Now, I'm a firm believer also in anecdotal experience. Right. So if that gives you something of value, that's fantastic. I, I think there's no negatives. Right. Because the brain can override the body. The brain's extremely fucking powerful. If that works for you. That works for you. One thing I'd say, though, if you only had temporary relief, what's the point? Right. It's the same thing with chiropractic care. What's the point if you're only getting temporary relief? Now, I think that there are some specific situations where bone manipulation and joint manipulation can be perfectly useful. But to do it long term, you shouldn't have to do any of these things long term to get out of pain, to restore function. If you're doing them long term, we should start to question, why am I doing this long term? Why isn't it yielding more of a benefit for me so that I can progress to something else, keeping you in a continuum of care? Then your situation specifically, sorry, I went off on fucking terror. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's awesome. I, I gave you the soapbox. Use it. Yeah, seriously, bro. And I'm standing on three of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just always like to think about applying context to things. And I think that I, I would love to impart to people that they start to think in those types of terms, right? Instead of thinking this works, well, let's go downstream. Why does it work? And again, if, if there's no data, but there's still that mental component, cool. It's still working for you until it doesn't, right? So in your, in your situation specifically, maybe there's an over protraction where it's actually a tight pec minor mu muscle or pec major muscle that's forcing you in this position that's causing additional trauma to that is it right or left shoulder i'm right-handed but it's my left shoulder that 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 has most of it and like the left side of my uh the left side of my neck too is like where where it's tight and it starts kind of like at the base of the skull the tightness starts at kind of the base of the skull and kind of goes all the way into you know that that trap muscle okay that upper trap so, and, and you have some other neck muscles in there, like your SCM and your levators. Again, I won't get anatomy nerd on you, but all of these things could be a contributor as well, because we talked yeah. about earlier, everything is, is intrinsically tied together. But I want you to consider this, right? If you're right-hand dominant, you feel your pain on your left. While you're sitting there, did I have that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? While you're sitting there, plant your feet, sit up tall, plant your feet on the ground. I want you to reach as far forward as you can with your right hand. So right arm, so you're just kind of continuously reaching, 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 reaching forward. Do you notice how that rotates your body to a degree? So you're reaching with your right, but it's pulling your left. Correct. Right? And you should even feel a pull at your low back. You should feel all of this stuff in rotation because we work in spiral lines. All of these fascial lines are interconnected. So we have these slings that carry us through gait patterns or walking mechanics or running mechanics. So if you're over-dominant with that right, and you're all honestly, all honestly, obviously overextending with that, right? Because it is your dominant paw. We're going to get some issues going on with the left, right? Well, I got to tell you, when I was doing that stretch, like uh, under my shoulder blade, like tightened up. 
on, on, on which side? On that, there we go. Now you can also, again, for the people that aren't able to see this, you can imagine if you grab, let's say the left side of your t-shirt and like pull it really tight and you pull it away from your body going the other way. So you're pulling it towards your left shoulder. All of the t-shirt gets pulled on your right side extremely hard, right? So your body's always trying to find this balance. So as you reach forward with your right, your left side is kind of left out to dry and it's trying to pull you in better alignment because your eyes are always trying to center your body. So I've worked with people, for example, that have come into me with their head literally tilted with their, their uh, shoulder and ear together, but they think that their body's perfectly straight until I start to align their system because their eyes have adapted to this position to keep us focused and straightforward. Is that kind of making sense? Dude, that makes it, by the way, that t-shirt analogy was absolutely wonderful. Boom, man. That, that was like, that was the boom. We can just shut the mics off now. <laughs> I think that's a, I think it's a good, it's a good way for people to envision like fascial tissues and muscle tissues, how there's only so much slack you have in your meat suit, right? And that's why I had Jenny dressed up in that full anatomy suit out there. Oh my God. It was Tony. You missed it. Jenny was, Jenny was wearing, she looked like a, she looked like a, a, a Lady Gaga. She would like had this, uh, it, was like, it was like this meat suit that she was having that had that like outlined, like all the, all the meat in her body. Yep. I did that. It was, so like, it was like, it was like nudity plus some, because it was like even deeper than what nudity would be. It was the truest form of nudity. It was just like meat. Dude, we stripped that shit all the way down to beef jerky. All the way down. All the way down. Next to time I want to see her in a skeleton suit. Let's keep stripping her down. Dude, I actually thought about that because I found that that suit actually off of Amazon, and I was like, we should have another one in there where I'm talking about nerd. That one, I was like, man, I'm gonna lose these people already. They're gonna freak out just yeah. seeing in this meat suit in general. But I wanted people to see but that. You know what? When she's standing in a meat suit, people have to stop and look. Exactly. Dude, we got crazy pictures and people like, what is this? You know, that's I wanted to create a little bit of hype around it too because. I've only been, this is my second uh, beauty show that I went to, right? I went to ABS, was it? The year Last before? year. And it was, it was dead, right? It was pretty slow. So I was like, how am I going to get some attention around this? Um, let's make it a little bit of a freak show. Let's make people a little uncomfortable, a little bit interested, a little bit excited and have them understand this is inside of all of us. It should be kind of cool to a degree to be like, wow, okay, if this is inside of us, what can we do to play with it? That's all I get to do all day uh, long. Anyways, I get to be a big kid, man. I never grew up. I get to move and, and horse around. Think about when you guys were kids, right? You, no one could hold you down. All you wanted to do was go outside and fucking play. That's My body I never hurt when <laughs> I was a kid. Oh, and you know, there's, there's some, there's a bunch of other factors that go into that, but you were moving a lot. And that's the important thing. These, these tissues, again, with that t-shirt analogy being pushed and pulled, these things need to be stretched. They need to be pushed. They need to be manipulated. They need to be doing that constantly because they have an elastic nature. Like when you fling a body out or fling an arm out, it comes right back, right? There's an elastic nature to all of your tissues and that's by design, right? So if we start to think about it in those terms, like, all right, I'm overreaching with my right. Maybe there's some hypercompensation on my left. I need to start to balance that out. I need to shove my left side forward. Let's see if that mitigates some pain. You know, some of this is just kind of playing around with concepts and seeing what hits first, right? So, you know, people can follow very specific structures, very specific assessments, and I like to use a lot of them. But if you don't look at that person individually, someone coming to me with similar issues, just like you have with their neck, could have completely co uh, different dysfunctions. So why would I have the same cookie cutter fucking approach? I'm gonna look at that individual from the ground up and find out what is, what is causing that overall, not just the symptoms of pain. All right, I'm going to, um, this is a very, very awkward um, um, segue.
Um, however, is is it because I'm about to go cookie cutter? So, so Jenny, is there something that 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 you find useful as far as body positioning, whether it's blow drying, whether it's cutting hair, like like just like the simple stuff, like a wider stance or keep your shoulders or elbows here? Can you kind of like walk us through like a cookie cutter approach to like how we can, or is it even is it, is this even part of the conversation? I mean, is there a I'll put it in quotes? Is there a proper body position when one is doing um, hairstyling? Yes, Jim. I just want to say something real quick. Well, I didn't ask you, David. I asked Jenny. No, no, no go ahead, David. I'm sorry. Just yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I just want to say, like, while while there are these generalizations and there are some cookie cutter things, you're just kind of making it your own personal practice based off of what she's saying, right? Your your positions that feel more comfortable. That's all. <laughs> I bet. I felt like you were going to jump me, bro, through the screen. I don't want to... <laughs> You're too big. To right, jump. When you had him his hand out here like this, I thought I was in a slap contest. I was waiting <laughs> to get slapped. <laughs> okay so i would say there are some things that i uh do that i think everyone should be doing uh it's just gonna look different for everybody because everybody is different everybody is different yeah and everybody moves a little differently so the the idea is the same it just might look different sure and <clears throat> i you know, like David was saying earlier they, uh, on Instagram, we see it with uh, beauty professionals too, like when you're at the shampoo bowl, uh, this position is bad, this position is good, right? The idea By the is- way, when they do that, they're not 6'1 like I am and can't reach, you know, if I stand straight up, I can't reach the bowl, you know, it's like yeah. I don't want to sit in there anymore. Yes, exactly. And the other thing too is, you know, you should be able to, get in and out of those two positions without pain. And the only way to do that is if you're moving constantly and if you're not holding a single position for too long. Because what I learned after hurting my neck, I was almost afraid to be in any other position. Sure. But that was also causing me pain by staying fully upright. I was just so freaked out to move my neck. You know, that's really what it was. But when I'm shampooing or when I'm cutting hair or when I'm doing a highlight or blow drying, a lot of people forget that they have the use of their legs. It's not just their upper body. So you can widen your stance. You can bring it a little closer together. You can bring one foot behind the other and do more of like a lunge and bend at the knees to lower yourself does that make sense it sure makes sense i, I was taught early on actually it was sean stredwick that taught me is when you're blow drying is to go like is to one foot in front of the other and then as you're moving back is like not to use your back use your shoulders and use your arm but actually use your ankles and kind yeah. of like, kind of wait i don't i don't know if i can, can I demo it you know like kind of this kind of motion and then all giddy this up, almost stays I know, right? All, almost all of this all of this kind of stays stationary except for your ankles um except for like the last pull through at the end yeah you lock the upper body and you walk it back or you rock with your feet depending on how long the hair is walk it back so you take the pressure off of your upper body sometimes you can put that on autopilot and use the bottom half and also you know Throughout an entire haircut service, you will see me in a thousand different positions from beginning to end. And I sit, I stand, I move to this side, I move to that side. I'm, 
I'm not letting my body get adjusted to one position. And there is no one position you could be in that you can complete the entire service. It's just not possible. So my advice to everybody would be to move more throughout the service, to use your legs, figure out, you know, a soft bend in your knee will take you very, very far, you know, and it'll take the pressure off your back. It'll take the pressure off of your neck. It'll take the pressure off of the rest of your body because that area is supposed to bend. It's not supposed to be locked while you're standing there. A lot of times too, we use our our legs and we we lock our knees and we use our legs as a kickstand and we just prop our body up. And we wonder why our feet hurt, our knees hurt, our hips hurt, our back hurts. And it's all because we're not using the muscles in our legs. We're just kind of using them as a, as a crutch, as a kickstand to prop, our, our, prop ourselves up. So soft bend in the knees, figure out a different stance to either lower your body a little bit more. Also something that I do, like for the shorter people that are at the a shampoo bowl, or maybe you need just a couple more inches for the top of the head in a blowout, use your tippy toes. You're supposed to be able to use your tippy toes. You know, it's not a bad thing to get up on your toes and get back down. And it's also something that um, David does a lot with me at the end of our workouts. We just do some toe raises to strengthen our ankles, you know, and I'll let David jump into that more. But I learned more about the knees and the elbows because beauty professionals have a lot of pain in their knees and elbows. And I learned how that's just a, what he calls a passive joint. Yeah, for the most part, it just doesn't do as much as we think it does, right? If you look at your knees, they extend and they flex, and that's all they do, right? Extensors and flexors. When you look at the capacity for movement of your hips or your ankles, those things have a lot more range of motion. They have a lot more motion in general. So paying attention to these joints is going to help you save your knees. It's, you know, Paying attention to the shoulder and wrist is going to help you save your elbows. Right. So looking at the joints that have more capacity, being more mindful of these things will pay off in the long run. Your body's always going to find joints to rest on. So like she gave the example of the kickstand. So you're behind your client and you're leaning on one hip. Well, you have two. you know, try the other one, you know, just a just a thought. Right. Get get your body used to using its non-dominant side. Like we we're talking about the um, the right side being dominant, the left not getting much action. I like to tell people, do some small things. Say you're mixing some color in the back. Use your left hand. Give it a shot. You may make a fucking mess. And you're oh, a- you're definitely making a mess. <laughs> I am. So. But notice the difference in motor patterns and skills, right? Maybe the skill base isn't as honed. I know that you were saying that you boxed earlier, right? Do you ever, do you, are you um, southpaw? Are you orthodox? Do you ever switch up just to kind of play with a different shoulder angle to play with a different hook or uppercut and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I, I totally, you know, even through the drills, I'll, I'll go southpaw. I'll, I'll try to do both. Bingo. You're trying to create that symmetry, right? And there's something even organic. Like maybe your coach told you, maybe you figured out on your own. You're like, you know, I just want to balance this out a little bit. The way my hips are, the way I'm blading my body. You know, you want to, you want to adjust these things, right? It's funny because when I do it, like, especially a lot of these drills, when I do go southpaw and he goes, uh, he was he was talking to somebody and he says, you know, he goes, yeah, he goes, usually we'll, we'll 
stick with your dominant hand or, or leave with your left, you know, and, and we, we'll keep it that way. But for some reason, these guys like to switch it up and, uh, you know, but it, it feels more comfortable for me to switch it up. Bingo. And there's nothing, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with that, right? If you're, if you're prepping for, for a fight, right? If you're, in, if you're in camp, you know, there may be something that you want to play with a little bit sporadically, but if you're just trying to find that balance, if you're just trying to get a great fucking workout in, learn to box, like your brain has two different sides too, right? And we have all these different areas of our brain that honestly don't get touched. So just adjusting a position, using a left hand for something, even mixing color, boxing, uh, washing your dishes, that can translate to more activity in your right, right? Your body's always feeding and nurturing one side versus the other. Let's balance that shit out a bit. Another problem that seems to be universal in the industry is like a, a carpal tunnel in the wrist. Um, are, are there any exercises, workouts, or anything that, that we can do to, to, to um, help with that? Absolutely. And I was actually, I'm, I'm working with a few people right now in the industry that are dealing with that. Um, one person that was going to leave the industry because it was so bad. They were pushing for surgery and lots of cortisone shots, which will just deteriorate your joints overall. But thinking about loading these, these structures, because connective tissues um, and, and all of the tendons in your wrists and the tendons in your hands, they have limited blood flow. It's your muscles that have a lot of blood flow, right? Even think about like the, uh, the skin on the surface of your hand. You need to rub it a little bit for it to start to perfuse with blood, right? To get circulation up to that area. Uh, muscle skeletal tissues, even less. Connective tissues, even less. So to start to load these things, like one of the movements that I have on the page is say you're on your hands and knees and you're just kind of on the floor and you spread your fingers extremely wide. And then you put that pressure into like a, a bench, a desk, the floor, and you rock weight back and forth to start to strengthen the structures of your hand in a lengthened position, instead of just grabbing something and maybe doing some wrist cars and wrist circles only. I love that one too. I think it's great. But starting to play with an open palm and start to strengthen from the fingers to the wrists, I think is a huge benefit to your industry and not just focusing on the wrist exclusively. Could you like if you like if like if you know like if you're at work or something, I know that you're not going to want to get on all fours. At least, yeah. I, you know, can you do it against a wall or, or something like that? Would that would that be a benefit as well? Absolutely. And I show a lot of progressions and regressions. So you can do it up against the wall. You can lean on a countertop. You can even do this on on a chair. It doesn't really matter. It's about your tolerance to the load. So you don't always have to. If something's too aggressive that you see on the page, for example, you're like, wow, or you don't have access. Like, I'm not going to. Crawl, crawl around on the floor with a bunch of fucking hair all over my body, right? You're going to find a position that works for you. Play with it a little bit. And that's why I leave it very open-ended right now because I like to deal with the individual, as I was saying earlier, but I do want to give people context in a sense of like, you can play, you can regress, progress. And I show a lot of those all over the page too. So that if something doesn't work for you, you can always DM me to be like, hey, this sucks. What else do you have in, in your bag of tricks? And I got plenty, man. So. Love it. That's awesome. That's I, I just uh, uh, once again how we open this thing, um, how we open this podcast up is like I, I think that I think that what you're doing for the industry is so 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 important. You know, I don't think it can be understated. Um, you know, I the challenge of getting the word out, and you know, I, we're, we're we're trying to help by having you on today. The challenge of getting the word out is definitely is definitely the 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 challenge, right? Is definitely the challenge. Um, I I, I just think what you guys are doing is incredible. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, and and you know, also how I opened was like it is like putting money in the bank, right? It's like putting putting money in your body bank. You know, yeah. so bank of body body bank. You know? and thank you guys for being, you know, letting us in on your story too, and how it, 
it got to where we are today. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it took this long uh, to, to, to have something like this that people can lean on and, you know, and get better and feel better. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of great things come from uh, terrible situations, right? And if it wasn't like me just, lack of better word, shitting all over my health for years, or like my neck injury, I, I, I don't know, maybe I would have stayed this complacent person, and I wouldn't have met David, and I wouldn't have but it was almost Jenny. I'm going to give you some grace here because here's the deal is that however you treated yourself, however you treated your body, maybe in the big picture, maybe in the broader thing was you needed to tell your story so you could bring David into all of our lives and bring it in and be the betterment of the entire industry. So, so no matter what you've done or what you've done, I, I only applaud you because I think this again is so, so important for our industry. However we got here, who cares? Yeah, right. it's about moving forward, and it's about what the future story is. Not about, not about, not about the past, or 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 or, or, or that's not the why, right? That's the how. That's the whatever that story was. But 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 your why, our why as an industry is moving forward. So I I, I give you grace for that, and and we don't care about that because everything comes from 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 a place of 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 ug. Yeah, absolutely. I I was going to say like um it didn't go in vain, you know? It all of this was for something better for the greater good, you know? And I'm glad that we have this platform that we can share our mission on. So And and we have an extra spare room in Corey's house, so when you feel like you want to send David to us for for a few, we will uh, we'll we will embrace that. <laughs> a lot of trouble, fellas. I don't know. <laughs> We're actually so boring. <laughs> I have no idea, man. You know, <laughs> we don't drink. We, you know, we 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 have our family. We talked about it before. I'm in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know that I'll be uh, getting up by myself. I know David's not uh, getting up until what you call it, crack of noon. I call it the crack of noon. It feels good in my soul, and I like to listen to my soul only. (laughs) Obviously, that's awesome. So, uh, so guys, let us know or let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can locate you, where they can get you. Yeah. So we are on Instagram at Industry Aligned. We also have two upcoming workshops, Beauty Pros in Motion workshops. One of them will be in June, that's in Michigan. The other one in Ohio in July. And we are working on another one just outside of Baltimore, which the date is- Oh, we're there, dude. We will be there. (laughs) So we are also, we've got our website up and running. That is industryline.com. And yeah, I think it's just that for now. That's, well, that's, that's enough. People can find you. That's yeah, awesome. You can find us. Industry aligned. Okay, cool. And I said DM. DM David if you yeah, have David. any questions or if you if you want to change something. And is, is David at Industry Aligned? Do you do you, do you manage that? Yeah. So um so well we're we're both on the page, but you can um obviously even email me, David at industry aligned.com. Um, feel free. You know, I'm here to help. I'm here to be of service to your industry. And that's not a gimmick or some bullshit. I care about helping people. I love to see people improve. The reason that I do this is I like progress, man. I hate to see people stuck in the mud. So let's do something about it. 
right? And I want to say, I want to say thank you so much, fellas, for helping us spread this word, man. I dig it. Thank you. Of course, of course, of course. Hey, on the website or on the Instagram, on the on the Instagram page, on the Instagram <laughs> page, are, are the are the dates for those uh, workshops on there? So for Michigan and Ohio and Bamo, both. <laughs> <laughs> both are uh, they're on both the Instagram page and our website. The links are on our Instagram page, so you can get there, and um, it'll send you to our Eventbrite. And if, sorry, if there's if there's a salon uh, just anywhere, we've done these across the country. If you if there's someone that's listening that wants to bring us in that has a whole salon or owns a whole salon, this is what we do. It'd be a pleasure to come out and help you in person, so you can learn a few things. I absolutely mm. love it, David. Jenny, thank you guys so very much for hanging out with us today. And uh, thank you for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating and drop a review to listen to all the latest podcasts. Please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet and to stay connected on and off the show. You can follow us at hair Street on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Peace and love.